and welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Our ideas are on year-end clearance. Get yours now. Year-end clearance? I mean, is it year-end or has the year already ended? That's a little bit difficult. Uh, what? What? Like you, you don't... Well, you know, because we're recording this, and then it'll come out. Like, is your end clearance like after the new year? I don't know. The the clearance sales tend to just go on forever. <laughs> I don't really know how sales work. I'm gonna be honest. Well, see, you have the fake sales that are like to encourage people to buy things during times where they have to buy things, like during the Christmas season. And then you have the actual sales meant to boost sales in the low sales period, such as right after Christmas and New Year's, where everyone's broke from all of their Christmas and New Year's purchases. I mean, if you go broke from your Christmas and New Year's purchases, then you've either made bad decisions or you've made awesome decisions. Um, And which of those it is, is like a 99 split in bad decisions. Uh, Yeah, Uh, people are bad decisions in general. I mean, how many people were not accidents, like their actual existences? Less than Um, half. (laughs) I don't know, in my my family at least it's significantly more than half. Well, I've asked around, like... And it seems to be less than half. Um, if you were a planned baby, email us and let us know. <laughs> I mean, that's really not necessary. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just my experience, but planning was more common. Maybe you just know terrible planners, Eunice. I mean, uh, given where I work, you know, I'm going to meet some people who were not planned, shall we say. Um, yeah, fair enough. Moving on. Hi, <laughs> my name is Eunice. Uh, I'm the author of Fantasia and Eternus Source. And uh, I'm not going to tell you why I work, so I'm going to continue making these mysterious statements that make no sense unless you know where I do work. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Hi, I'm Aphio, author of uh, Ruin and Metagame and a collection of short stories that may or may not be coming out soonish. I have like. 10 of them, but like, I don't know if I actually want to publish them under Atheo or if I want to go under the other name. Yeah. So, you know. So mysterious. Maybe, maybe not. So mysterious. Okay. Well, today is uh, my, my turn. And uh, for once, we are going to go away from fantasy. Ooh. And do another contemporary romance because i thought of a fun, <laughs> fun idea for it and we're and we're and we're doing it and you can't stop me <laughs> i i wouldn't stop you as we've discussed before it's you who's not willing to dive into it like over completely come on we're gonna do we're gonna do a proper romance we're not gonna go overboard and I, like i can't even believe Given how over-the-top romance is, you've been able to make me say that's too much, but you have, so we've established <laughs> that you're too much, even for by the standards of romance. Um, anyway, so, the basis uh, of this idea is uh, this semi-well-known experiment 
that was done a while ago where it was like two people who agreed who were single and agreed that they wanted to be in a romantic relationship and then they were given a set of uh, 36 questions you know there was a whole podcast musical that was done on this okay uh, musical that's (laughs) That's yeah, it it's actually really good. The the music was good, and and the story. The was musical, good? the whole thing. Okay, I'm not. What's it called? <laughs> Thirty six questions. Okay, well, very clever. Um, One of the music writers for it is absolutely great. Like, if you listen to her music, it's awesome. Okay, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna finish explaining the experiment uh, for people who have never heard of this before. But it's a bunch of, of questions that you're supposed to ask the other person. And then um, a couple of prompts like, oh, um, name one thing that you admire about the other person. Or like, uh, I think at the end you have to just like stare into each other's eyes for like a really uncomfortably long time. It's not that uncomfortable. Oh, but yeah, God. it is quite a long period of time. I think it was like two minutes. Like I don't I don't think I've looked into somebody's eyes for that long, even when I was examining their eyes. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean that's just the you thing. Uh I mean I am highly averse to, to, to eye contact. I'm not sure this experiment would work on me the way it's designed. <laughs> Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is that it doesn't quote-unquote work on everybody, and that's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, But the results of this experiment a while ago, I think a couple people got married. I don't don't strongly recall. Um, But the... I don't... I don't understand, like, marriage as, like, this relationship has succeeded. Like, which relationships are still going on? That's the real question. Well, yeah. But, you know... They can't. They can't do a lifetime follow up, and and you know they don't have funding for that. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just how this works. Yeah. So my idea was that there would be an online type of dating service, that that uses some kind of algorithm to match people, but then generates a series of custom dates and questions slash prompts that they're supposed to do throughout the dates um oh so psychological manipulation ai yeah yeah and then like you know when you sign up for the the website like you have to sign an agreement saying like you you understand that the purpose of all of this is to manipulate you guys into falling in love and and you have to agree that you want that (laughs) otherwise why are you paying for this um, I I mean, yeah, the other question is, like, how good is this AI? Are we just going to say that it's, like, super incredible so that we can write a romance yeah. story and, like, completely ignore all the very, very icky yeah. nonsense that's yeah. associated? Yeah, it's, like, really good. It's, like, um, it, it guarantees that, like, you will only ever match one person and then you'll you'll be happy with who you match with. Okay. That's stupid. That being <laughs> but okay. That being said, like, uh, when when you sign up for it, you're you're not guaranteed to like have a match immediately. Like some people have to like wait years for other people to sign up. You know what I mean? Like, it'll. I mean, I understand yeah. that. I just don't like the only one thing 
Because again, I just don't understand that. But that's like mm, the the, the point we can is move on past yeah, that. like the point is it, it's not like like other dating sites where they're like yeah, you're gonna have to go on like fifty shitty dates to to find someone you like. I mean, to, that's like the reality of dating, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but but not with. Okay, so obviously this is my fantasy. I would never want to put up with the nonsense of going on crappy dates, which is why I'm gonna be forever alone. But I would definitely sign up if they could be like, okay, you you meet one person, and that person is gonna be someone you like, and then you're done. <laughs> and, okay. Yes. So. I was thinking that it was just, like, ridiculously better than what exists, not... Well, yeah. Fundamentally f- does not fail. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think it's actually 100%, but, like, you know, if, if you really end up, like, not liking the other person, they'll give you your money back and match you with somebody else. Forever. Like, and? Yeah. You know, if you still trust the algorithm. But, okay, so it was like, it was really close, but like, there was this one thing that like, you apparently didn't yeah, account it's for, like, oh, and it just... Yeah, you missed my deal breaker, and yeah, but like, like, people are very happy with it, and they, yeah, and it's very expensive. I mean, even just like a 75% success rate for relationships that last longer than a year yeah. is still really, like, disgustingly good. Also, it's like, it's like disgustingly expensive because most people only ever use it once, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I wouldn't make it too expensive just because, like, you have a constant influx of new people. So it doesn't need to be too expensive <laughs> as long as people are willing to pay, you know? It's... Like, you know, I would say it would be, like, the cost of two years of another service. Something like that. Like, not... I mean, if it could basically guarantee something. Yeah. Right? And it saves you time. Then 150 bucks would be, like, reasonable price. I feel like that's too... How much does a year of... I don't know. I've never... Well, it, it depends on whether you're going with like, free versions or paid versions, because if you get into paid versions, then you have some that are up to, like, $30 a month, and it's like, why the fuck? But okay. moving on past that, like, $150, like, lifetime, you've got a 75% chance of finding a, a long-lasting relationship. Yeah. That's pretty decent. Okay, but, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking it's more, like, $2,000 and 100%. That's... Fuck that, no. <laughs> Like, if we're trying to, if we're trying to match up people who are in their late 20s, that would be okay. But, like, I don't think that that's the target crowd here. That is the target crowd! This is, this is, this is for the people who are sick and tired of all the nonsense. They don't want to go on a single other date, and they've saved up enough money to, like, get serious. (laughs) And also they're... Saved up enough. Yes. Yeah. Mm. You know, I was reading an essay on this, actually, uh, a few days ago about the commodification of the dating marketplace. But, you know, mm-hmm. we're just going to ignore literally all of that. Okay. And, um, you know, it, like, it, 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 uh, it cater, it kind of caters to, to, to the late 20s, early 30s group, like, just because in terms of its calculation algorithms, most people who are younger than that are just not stable enough that they would match well with other people it's but it's not purely Uh by age it's but like the algorithm calculates so like if you sign up like when you're 17 
that they'll just like keep you in the database and keep making you take personality quizzes. Like, hey, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna send you some emails and you're gonna need to respond to them if you want to stay yeah, yeah, like, in our database. They're gonna just be like, uh, you know, like the, the it. To the to the AI's mind or the algorithm's mind, like this person is still incubating, <laughs> shall we say? Well, I would, I mean, given that age, what I would do if I were like writing it is I would say like, okay, so the things that you need to look out for are a significant time away from their parents so that they can develop their own views. Sure. Which will significantly change their positioning here, and. Other than that, it's not actually that important. Even if it's just emotional distance from parents, a lot of the time that's enough to develop their own views. It's basically looking for the stabilization of personality traits that will then lead to long-term compatibility. Because most people in their early 20s are still settling into who they're going to be for the rest of their lives. Shall we say? Oh yeah, because it's so complicated. <laughs> Don't disrespect teen angst. <laughs> Look, I disrespect teen angst because I got a lot of it out of the way early. It feels <laughs> it feels real to them. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't deny that, but I find it very silly. Well, yes. Anyways, um, send us an angry your, email. Your experiences are valid, <laughs> but I find them hilarious. Okay. Um, send us an angry email if you don't like Atheo laughing about your pain. Um, <laughs> send it to me specifically if you want. If you can figure out how. It's not that hard, but you know, if you can figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I personally didn't have a lot of teen angst. Uh, you know, did a lot of delaying. Uh, I'm not sure I'm an adult yet, honestly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we ha- <laughs> both of us have uh, not much teen angst for opposite reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'm still a kid. Um, yeah. But I'm, tw- All right. I'm tw- so, 28. <laughs> so we have our ridiculously effective algorithm. Now, you said something that I found interesting, and I kind of want to take it in a very silly and over-the-top direction, and you're, gonna have to, you're, gonna, you're probably going to have to rein me in here. Probably. Probably. So you said that the algorithm designs their first date. Yeah, so I just want, I want this whole book to just be a series of adorable dates culminating in a long-term relationship. <laughs> I definitely agree with you for the, for the direction that we're going in. Uh-huh. However, specifically because it's an algorithmically designed first date, I want something about the first date to just make our, our like, main couple just squirm. Like, it needs to be something stupid. <laughs> I mean, how does the discomfort lead to bonding? Did you just ask that question? Yeah. Because I, I, I'm all for, you know, shared suffering definitely leads to bonding. Just squirming in, in, in cringe together does not lead to bonding. <laughs> I was not saying squirming in cringe. Okay. I was saying specifically the de- the date is designed for them to both look at it and be like super uncomfortable with it and then like meet the person and then it's like, oh, okay. And then they go through the whole thing and they're like, well, that was weird, but I like you. I mean, I was picturing like 
Well, obviously, as you know, all of my characters are self-inserts. Um, <laughs> which is weird, if you, if you think about it, because they have different personalities, but they're all still self-inserts. But... I was thinking, it was like... Again, I could get into a discussion about the reality of differentiation of the person based on the situation, which is, again, a bunch of studies and yes, yes. texts and essays. Yes. But, mm. I'm faceted, okay? I have facets. Um, whereas all my characters are fairly unidimensional. But that's not the point. I just realized unidimensional is a pun, if your name is Eunice. Um. <laughs> I'm glad you got it. I thought it was intentional. Oh, no. Okay. What was I saying? Oh yeah, so I was picturing the first date would be a, the prompt that the, the algorithm tells them is like, make fun of how stupid this whole process is. And then they could just have, have fun making fun of something together and it would break the ice. See, <laughs> but that one gets a little bit confusing and like really meta where you're like I'm making fun of the algorithm that apparently algorithmically determined that this is the way that we would bond except that we're bonding over something that like as we're discussing it we're realizing is more and more effective than what we believed so can we really make fun of it the way that we've been making fun of it and that's just not a direction I want to go down because that gets really existential really fast what you don't love meta existential crises <laughs> what I'm fine with them, but I don't think they're very romantic. They are so... But the point is, they they bond over their admiration slash uh, anger slash annoyance slash whatever they're feeling about this algorithm that's manipulating them. <laughs> it seems more baffling than anything else. But... Or I w and then it would just culminate in an admiration for the algorithm. <laughs> That makes them trust those future dates more. <laughs> also, except that that's like super weird and manipulative. <laughs> well, okay. So obviously, this is how I would write it if the characters were created by me, because <laughs> I would totally enjoy that kind of crap. So we have to. So basically, we have to decide on our main characters first to determine what the algorithm would make them do on their dates. Honestly, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, that's fair. So we gotta decide: Are they like introverts who are just like, "I'm lonely, but I don't want to do that, so I'm just gonna pay a crap ton of money to only have to do this once," or is it like, "I have." done thousands and thousands of dates and you know or or is it i mean we have two people in one is one is like this is my first time ever dating or using online dating and the other one's like i have tried everything i have, <laughs> I, have I have tried everything and this is me giving up uh like i have ptsd from the bad dates that i've been on and, um, and the number of of dinners uh, is to the point that the the restaurant recognizes me and will bring me my drink without me ordering it. <laughs> and even better than that, they'll bring me a different drink depending on how I look. Well, the, and usually they get it right. <laughs> or they'll bring me like more drinks depending on how the date is going. <laughs> like why why don't you have to say anything look they know <laughs> <laughs> um, oh 
Oh, and we also have to decide whether the algorithm gets up like in the into the creepy range where it doesn't just go by your flawed personality quizzes and you know dishonest answers, but it starts integrating like, you know, all the information that's available on you online. <laughs> it probably companies does that. already have that. Yeah, it does that. Okay, it's not even that expensive. Like they're paying what maybe three hundred bucks for all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it does that. So it, it it uses a lot of data on you that's outside of the detailed personality quizzes that they make you take, um, and it so it gets up into the, the creepy range. I would like this algorithm to be a, a full AI so it can be its own character because I think that'd be funny. I think it would be funny, but perhaps outside of the scope of what we're doing, <laughs> unless you. Unless you wanted to get weird with your later installments in this series and, like, the AI <laughs> itself finds a match for itself, which is just... Oh my god. Let's not. Well, I mean, I don't think it would be included in the story, but I just I like to have a lot of background details that I don't write into my stories. So I think the AI... I mean, the algorithm is an AI and uh, has a sense of humor. Um, but it's... It, yes, it's, uh, that. But it's very alien. Yeah. <laughs> And it always gets the job done, but sometimes it gets a little diabolical in the way it gets its job done. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is that what an AI fundamentally is, is a number optimizer. And if the number is successful relationships, then it will optimize that however is necessary. Yeah. Um, Petty human things like morals are not going to get in the way unless you specifically say, don't break this rule. And then I feel like like there will be certain matches where it's like, so I I found you a match. However, prior to me agreeing to introduce you to your match, you're going to have to like take this class. <laughs> and then they'll be like, I have to learn like violin? Like what? <laughs> and then the, the air is like... It's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can over here, and you people are not making my job easy. Just learn the fucking violin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, this would be a great romance series. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so down for this. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but, okay, in that case, there'll be, like, little interludes where it's from the AI's perspective. <laughs> okay, okay. It's like a xenophic inside of your romance pick for what reason? I love it. I love meta. I don't, I don't know why. I just, it's, it's kind of like how I like things that come in different sizes. Like, I love poodles because they come in three sizes. Um, <laughs> I mean, they come in a lot more than three sizes. It just kind of depends on how you define a size. I mean, you know, you got your standard, you got your toy, and then you got your miniature. That's what I, I've always thought. There are three sizes. Right? I think... Kind of, but like dog breeds are a fundamentally false invention anyway. So okay, but the, the, I love I love things that come in different sizes, including stuffed animals. Like if you if you buy me a set of the same stuffed animal in three different sizes, I will love you for life. Um, <laughs> don't guys, don't send me stuffed animals. I have too many. Not and also I don't try. I feel like it would be difficult to. Yeah. Also, don't try and figure out my mailing address because that's creepy. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. That seems like a bigger consideration here. Okay. Sorry. Back to the original story. This was a long and semi-related tangent. Um, no. Okay. It was just a long tangent. <laughs> if you find the AI thing too weird, you can ignore the, the matching algorithm and just focus on the romance. Or I honestly would really enjoy reading a romance that has bits of xenofic thrown in for the matchmaker because yeah. that's hilarious but it's also very strange uh it's hilarious because it's very strange what <laughs> okay so we have someone who's never dated but you know wants to be in a relationship uh and is willing to pay large amounts of money to to never have to date ever again <laughs> And then somebody... See, what I would find funny is if uh, the company that's, like, producing this was like, yeah, so originally we priced this at, like, $2,000, and then the AI said that we should reduce our price to $300, and we still haven't figured out why. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the, the success of the algorithm depends on having a large pool of applicants. And I mean, that's their best guess, but really what it is, is that the AI is maximizing the number of people it gets in successful relationships. <laughs> yes. But I feel, no, I feel like they would optimize the algorithm for both, for profit, right? Which would be the cost per membership times the number of successful memberships. Uh, See, but the, the problem with profit is that it's a very uh, wiggly metric that gives the... Um, AI a little bit too much leeway to be uh, safe to the human race. To be what to the human race? <laughs> safe to the human race. Oh. You have to understand that when you look at AI, you're looking at a paperclip maximizer, right? The intent of any AI is to maximize whatever the hell you tell it to maximize. If you tell it to make as many paperclips as possible, it'll make as many paperclips as possible, regardless of any consequences for that. Okay. Now, if you tell it to Make, the, make as many paperclips as necessary to fulfill demand while also increasing demand as much as possible without harming people. That's a different equation and one that is much better for everybody involved. Okay. I think the, the algorithm sets the, the price of the membership but, and, the, and the cost constantly fluctuates from from time to time and from person to person, and, and nobody figures has figured it out. Um, That's even funnier. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, like, you value things more if you pay more for it. So <laughs> Some people do. Yeah, so the algorithm also puts that into consideration. So, <laughs> so, so like this, the, the, the one who's never dated before has paid a lot of money, like an, an unreasonable amount of money for this membership, <laughs> and is happy with the decision, uh, no regret, and and is not financially ruined by this decision. But let's just say it was. Well, it, I mean, if it sets it to be this person is financially ruined by the decision, that could technically yeah function as a positive in its maximization algorithm Maybe. for some cases. Yeah, because if they're financially ruined by the decision and they go on a date with a rich person. I mean, it's right there. I mean, uh, ooh, that's a little icky, but... Um, 
You're looking at an AI. It's fundamentally icky. That's how it exists. I would like to think of my AI as mischievous and not icky because, <laughs> as you know, I like to write situations that could easily go very wrong and then have them not go wrong. <laughs> okay. So We're let's just gonna ignore the negative consequences. Yeah, maybe <sighs> those stories are happening in this world, but they're not gonna be included in the series, okay? Only the cute ones. <laughs> Absolutely. Moving on from that. Okay. So we have our introvert who's paid out the nose and our and our other person who goes on dates, um probably didn't pay out the nose, probably just spent like it's like, look, this is this is four hundred bucks, let's give it a shot. Yeah, like like they've already spent thousands of dollars on other members not to mention the cost of restaurants oh my god <laughs> yeah exactly okay so uh, even going splits on most dates is still it's still hmm. ludicrous think of the wine i don't even drink alcohol the wine why is wine so expensive it's because you gotta leave grapes. well it depends on what kind of wine specifically it's because you gotta age them that's why wine is expensive you gotta no. age them but we're gonna move on from that and pretend like that's no. You know. <laughs> Wine shares a lot in common with diamonds, and that's all I'm gonna say on the matter. Moving on. Okay. Um Would the AI make their first date at the restaurant where the one the the one of them always does their first dates, or would that be like Only if the introvert person would find this amusing instead of weird. Well, I mean, would... Because if they found it too weird, it's kind of like, uh, do I really want to date this person when they've been, like, here so much that they know all this? Like, uh... Well, like, would they tell them, oh, this is where I take, I've taken my last 50 first dates? Well, it's not where they've taken the last 50. It's it's where they've been taken or taken. Yeah, but it's become become standard. Now... Let's just say we put it there because it has good food and the the one of them feels comfy there and it's you know it's a nice restaurant. Um it's, it's nice enough for a first date. Yeah. And yeah, the okay. In this context, so the first the algorithm will designate the place of the date as well as any specific things they're either supposed to like say to each other or do like some and and then we got to make some of them cryptic but they once you get to the end it should all make sense like all of the things that it said you had to do were helpful i <laughs> i feel like it might be entertaining to make like some of them serious and then some of them something that like neither of them could read seriously and they're intentionally put in there as something that's stupid so they say it in a way that's obviously mocking the thing that they're saying uh-huh. which you know is a connection it's, it's part of it yeah um <laughs> you've been tricked your mocking was intended and uh for the the one who like doesn't like who who really doesn't ever want to date again it also like specifically tells them like exactly what to wear every date because they don't want to worry about it (laughs) (laughs) 
I just literally want to do like like that person is totally invested. They're like I just I just want to do all the steps, like exactly as is, and and end up happy. Like I'm I'm so invested, you know. <laughs> like I'm going to just do everything you tell me, including like buy this thing that I've never worn before and isn't really my style. But actually, it's surprisingly good looking. Why don't I dress like this usually? <laughs> um, whereas the other person, it's it's a lot more laid back in terms of like, okay, show up here, say this one thing. <laughs> Say this one thing, and then it's like, this is a really stupid thing to say, and the, and the AI is just silent on the matter. Yeah, it's like, say it in whatever tone you feel like saying. <laughs> no, it doesn't even say that. Oh, yeah. Because remember, silence. The AI is aware of you and what you think is stupid. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so you know, they, they show up to the restaurant uh, looking spiffy, and... What what is the prompt that the AI would do for this couple? Why did the AI match this couple? What do they have in common? What makes them compatible? I mean, you know, I'm gonna just assume they're both attractive because this is a romance novel. It's a romance novel. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to discuss. They're they're attractive to each other. You know. You can have the person who's described as quote-unquote unattractive who just becomes either a stand-in for the reader or whoever. Or you could have them both be attractive and just be like, these are two hot people, and now you get to watch two hot people get together. And that's just how this is going to be. Well, you know, it could be like the the one who uh, never dates, um, sees themselves as, you know, fairly average, uh, but, you know, has never really put a lot of effort into looking good and you know um, has been forced by the algorithm to go to a salon get a haircut get their makeup professionally done and <laughs> buy clothing and shoes and jewelry and uh they look get a lot this better very specific haircut. <laughs> they look a, lo- a lot better than uh than they thought they could look but obviously you know everyone um can optimize their attractiveness through easily changeable things such as... I mean, the fact of the matter is that most people look fine and that's just reality. Yeah, but you can easily make yourself... Even people who think they don't look fine can look fine. Yeah. You can easily make yourself stand out more with a few quick changes. Yeah, but standing out may not... Standing out, actually... Now that I'm thinking about it, is not what our what our person who's kind of no. tired of dating is looking for. No. They want somebody who they totally would have just ignored before. So go so really what the algorithm is aiming for in this case is attractive but like unobtrusive. Yeah. I mean the the, the you know, the point is got dressed up, they're cute. Uh, but, like, you know, they don't think they're cute, so they don't, like, strut around being all arrogant. Um, you know, it's that kind of, like, cute that's cuter because they don't know they're cute. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, the one that, like, 300 million songs have sung about, yeah. Yeah, that one. one. The, the, yeah. The one that lets boy bands sing about Yeah, the boy band one. Yeah, yeah. Super creepy. Yeah, whatever that, that song by One Direction, you know. 
<laughs> um, that one's so stupid. Oh yeah, I think the song is "That's What Makes You Beautiful." Whatever. That is the name of the song. Yes. <laughs> okay, um, and uh, you know the other person has dressed up for a lot of dates already, so you know knows how to look good. I assume. Yeah, probably. Is ex- is more extroverted. Goes to parties. Enjoys a nice. You don't need to be extroverted to go to parties, but it's just fine. I said more extroverted. More extroverted than the other one, who is like, save me from people. But, you know, I just want to have one person in my life. Um. <laughs> save me from people, except for like one or two. Yeah. Those are okay. I just, I just want like one cuddle buddy, you know? just, just uh, and, But everyone else is icky. <laughs> Look, I just find, I find gatherings of people, you know, very icky, but like, Parties are, are fine, and sometimes you get invited to one that you can't really turn down without looking like a weirdo. I mean, I always have an excuse. I can just say I'm working. <laughs> yeah, that's very nice. Um, <laughs> and then like, you're when working. I've been invited, people have known my work schedule. Well, actually, which is <laughs> that's on you for having a work schedule that's easy to keep track of. I can. It really is, isn't it? <laughs> I could literally say I'm working at any time of day or night or on weekends or holidays and nobody, unless they had direct access to my schedule, would know that I was lying. (laughs) (laughs) Really, absolutely, you know, A plus right there. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly why I chose my career, so I could get out of parties. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna pretend like our our other person has this uh, ability as well, and very few friends who would specifically find ways to get a hold of that schedule and conspire to get them out of the house. I mean, I feel like this person. I mean, if if you know, if this person really hates parties, they would just unfriend anyone who keeps trying to force them to go to parties. <laughs> Good old unfriending. Yeah, that's that's how that works. Yeah. It's not just for Facebook, it's for life, too. <laughs> I don't really agree with the advice of, uh... <laughs> hey, I'm just... I'm just empathizing with this character, okay? Okay. I'm not telling everyone to go unfriend. I think they've made stupid decisions, but this character is fine. They're, they're fine. Well, you gotta make them idiosyncratic enough that uh, the other person is their idiosyncratic match. Right, they can't. I mean, that's what you're writing here is a particularly idiosyncratic match. Yeah, otherwise it's not cute. Like I don't like it when two generically good-looking, kind, smart, and funny people get together. Because, okay, what makes you the perfect match for the other person? Your lack of. I don't think I have ever seen that in my entire life. That's how all movies go. Like, oh. I don't watch movies! Well, you need to understand what genericism is by watching a few, don't you? (laughs) No, I don't. Screw genericism. I will do what I want. How do you even know you're not being generic if you don't know what generic is? Because of people who are not generic (laughs) referencing generic, mostly. Okay, well... Anyways, we're going. We're our people. It's secondhand knowledge. Our people are idiosyncratic, okay? And uh, the other person has a very specific type that um, isn't. Like, unless you're an algorithm who has access to 
like this person's inner psyche, uh, you would not know <laughs> what, what this very, very specific type is, but um, the algorithm is making that the, the, the first person match it to like, to a T. <laughs> it's like, you are the type that I didn't know existed. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Like, like the AI knows their type better than they could describe their type, you know, obviously. No, nobody can describe their type that well. I mean, that depends on what your type is. I guess. I was just thinking about my type and how it doesn't exist, but we'll, we'll move on. Yeah, yours is a bad example. <laughs> Notice how I said it depends on what your type is. I mean, I can describe it in detail, um, but... <laughs> the problem is that you wouldn't get enough detail. I wouldn't get enough detail. Okay. Yeah, because your type is more specific than what you would describe, where uh, some other people's is less specific than what they would describe. Mm, I feel my way's better. It's very tricky. If you're describing something more specific than, than would make you happy, then you're just wrong. If you're being less specific, then you're just being vague, but not wrong. I don't like being wrong. <laughs> In this case, being wrong is more effective than being vague. Effective at, okay, never mind. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but you know, like the 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 first person is fairly naturally close to the other person's type, but you know the the AI is just little making little 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 nudges, little tweaks, little tweaks. <laughs> it's like just just get your hair cut like this, you know? It's just a superficial thing. No worries. <laughs> And you're going to need to get your hair cut like that once a month. How about? And then, yeah. Really, what it's trying to get you to do is take care of yourself once a month. Please. You know, a few a few tasteful highlights. And, uh, you know, you have to wear this eyeshadow that suddenly... That makes your the shade of your eyes just look very slightly more green or something. <laughs> little... Don't worry about it. You don't know what the difference is. That's um. fine. <laughs> and um, start taking these vitamins. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is very much the AI of don't think about it, please. Well, you know, if you're into that, the AI is there for you. <laughs> exactly. And you're going to have to start running once a week. Um, not to lose weight. Just to... Just be, we need you to have a certain level of cardiovascular fitness. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not telling you what the date's gonna be. Just, <laughs> just get ready. <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm having too much fun with the AI. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I, you know what, Eunice, stay you and completely ignore the unintentional innuendo and we're just gonna move on oh no oh no stop that you're so dirty minded <laughs> i'm really not you don't need that okay okay i was thinking of like going like freaking freaking on a on a scenic bike ride that involves uphills and you're you're getting all dirty minded you sound like you're digging the hole deeper right now by the way i know that you're not but you sound like it oh man <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. I'm not dirty-minded, guys. Um, 
If I were, I'd be able Again, to... Again, you sound like you're protesting a lot, but the reality is that I know you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if I were more dirty-minded, I'd be able to avoid sounding less... Or sounding dirty-minded. Uh, <laughs> it is true. Okay, moving on. Um, sorry, what was the prompt for the first the first date? They're what at... is... Mm. So we have... Okay, so we have our first date, which is they meet at a place that... Uh, our person who's been on lots of dates before has been a lot. And is like... I think you can actually do something clever here. Um, a little bit. Because... Because of the disparity of it, of experience that you have here, you can do something clever here where you have the person who's been on a bunch of dates is, is just like, yeah, I mean, I know how this goes and you're apparently pretty new to this. So mm. parts of this is finding us out, but parts of this is me just, you know, walking you through the basics. And that's just how they sort of go about the first date, which is, which is actually a really nice first date, if a little bit of a weird one. Um, I would say the the two prompts that the AI has for the experienced one would be one, uh, introduce your date to all of the staff whose names you know, uh, and two, <laughs> like lay out like algorithmically all the all the questions slash things that people generally do on a first date. Um, Maybe not a, algorithmically, but like. In general. Just, like, explain it. Because, basically, the the first, the inexperienced one just wants, like, literally, like, a step-by-step guide to uh, romantic success. So the more, <laughs> the more explicit steps that there are uh, without any, like, need to deviate, the more comfortable they feel. <laughs> I see. Um, so, so... Uh, the, that kind of person. Yeah. I can't stand that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, when you're... I mean, I'm not always like that, but, like, the more uncertain I am, the more I want explicit mm. steps to to lead to success. Um, the more explicit steps people give me, the more I just want to not do them. Well, yeah, but, you know, you're, you're, you're contrary. You're so contrary. I am extremely contrary. Mm. But, but you know, yeah, n- neither of these is an insert of you. <laughs> Nobody does inserts of me. Inserts of me would be a bad decision. I, we've discussed multiple times. There would be many complaints from the readers. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, and so the, the, the introducing the person to the staff by name makes th- that person seem, you know, like they care about... The wait staff. Like they can care about people quickly. Yeah, they care about people quickly. It shows that they're comfortable in this environment to demonstrate mastery of the restaurant. Mastery of the dining arts. You know, it's like uh, one of us knows what they're doing. (laughs) I mean, implicitly, yes. Which is... is, (laughs) I mean, that's not really what's going on here, but it's fine. You can have misconceptions early on. That's just how this works. And then, you know, the the prompts that the AI has given the inexperienced person are like, specifically ask about these three things that the other person really loves talking about. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, we'll give them, we'll, we'll give the experienced person some kind of hobby that they're really into, um, that, like, most people wouldn't be interested in, but, like, the other, the inexperienced one is, like, actually super into it, too, or not, like, or maybe not into it, but, like, they enjoy it, but they haven't ever had time to, like, get into it. Yeah, they're into it as in, when the other person starts talking, they're actually very interested. But they're not, like, good at it. Yeah. Okay. So then, you know, they have some good food. They have some excellent conversations. They look good. Promising first date! And then you have your... Step two! Bullshit conflict. No, 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 no. You gotta have a couple couple of of good things happen. You can't... Do you even know the structure of a romance novel? (laughs) I know how... Ah, uh, the romance novels that I've read are structured. You put something bad immediately hap- after the first good thing? <laughs> it's like a mild bad thing, not like a really bad thing. Okay. Um, I mean, like, you know, it'll be like the algorithm manipulates them to get caught in a rainstorm together because it also has access to the weather. It does. <laughs> And that's and... concerning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, but let's be clear. It's not manipulating the weather. It just has access to the weather prediction information. <laughs> to be clear, it's not manipulating the weather exactly. It's just looking at the exact weather data, planning your route, and telling you to go exactly this place at this time where it'll happen to rain rather a lot all of a sudden (laughs) um yeah like we're not saying like the the algorithm has access to whatever storm seeding machines they're yeah like that no weird chemicals are being released into the atmosphere (laughs) again yet no no no, that's bad for the environment the algorithm doesn't want everyone to you know get the algorithm doesn't have anything against people getting hurt by the environment changing. Yeah, it does, because if there's too many people, then nobody can go on nice... Or too many disasters, then nobody can go on nice dates. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it would be against disasters, yes. Okay. But, or if too many people... Random get... inclement weather of particular varieties, not not so much. Yeah. It can use that. But But, you know, manipulating weather has large you know, climate-wide consequences that... <laughs> yeah. This is... <laughs> let's let's not. Let's just say the algorithm won't, okay? There we go. Okay. Okay, so minor bad thing. They get caught in a storm, and then it gets cute, because they gotta share an umbrella. And then, you know, they get... Because only one of them cared enough to look at that. Care... To look at what? Cared enough to look at the weather before going out? together well i mean uh one of them was told to bring an umbrella and one of them was told explicitly don't bring an umbrella (laughs) okay that's Mm. (laughs) Mm. i don't know maybe no one of them was told to bring an umbrella and then the other one was the other one was not and was expected to ignore the fact that it was going to rain or the other one was tricked into thinking it wasn't going to rain because it was a sudden downpour type of thing. Okay. It looked sunny that morning, you know? Um. <laughs> I mean, the issue with, like, 
Because my issue with, like, don't bring an umbrella is that, like, you then you know that you are explicitly manipulating the other person and you have to be complicit in that manipulation, which is very iffy. Yeah, so... so. Or maybe even funnier would be if it told one person, don't bring an umbrella, and the other person it knew was going to ignore what the weather was going to be. So the person who was told not to bring an umbrella ignores the AI because they think it's stupid and manipulating and then brings an umbrella, and then only one of them has an umbrella. Well, okay, I feel like... Which would like, be very funny. I feel like... You, like, you, when you sign up for the service, like, you agree to do everything the algorithm tells you to do with the understanding that if you don't, um, it can't guarantee your successful relationship. I would put the integrity of not manipulating somebody for, like, no reason over the guarantee. No, no, but... But no, no, but like the every like everybody has signed this, and like so you can disobey the algorithm whenever you want. It's just that it voids your relationship guarantee. I would be okay with voiding the guarantee to avoid being complicit in manipulation like no, that. No, but like you don't like as I said, the algorithm can easily trick the one person into not bringing their umbrella. You don't have to make them com- You don't have to make them void their agreement just for this like as i said it really depends on what the ai is trying to do it'll just be it'll be a sunny day and then one person will be told to bring an umbrella and will be confused as to why they need an umbrella and the other person will be told show up and it's sunny so like why would you need an umbrella you know maybe there's just a little glitch so the weather app on their phone doesn't update that hour you know um our ai is concerning it's a little hacking a little Look, you should have read the terms of service when you downloaded the app on your phone. And frankly, it's not their fault if you didn't. Yeah, you know, it it gives you it gives them access to your weather app. It's no biggie. Don't worry about the fact that it says the wrong city on your weather app. That's fine. It's just displaying it. it's displaying the wrong city on the front page. You can always flip to the right page, but if you glance at it, you know. It's not like you're going to, because, like, that other place is nearby enough that it's, like, yeah. what would the difference be anyway? Yeah, just a little, a little local <laughs> scattered rain shower. No biggie. <laughs> anyway, moving on from this extra concerning bit of AI fuckery. Um... <laughs> okay. So we have first date, we have adorable getting caught in a rainstorm nonsense, and then do we want there to be an actual conflict, or do we just kind of want to... Well, it, it'll be... So the AI is skillfully manipulating them through the, the dating process that will lead them to feel like they've bonded and no longer need the algorithm. And when I say them i mean the inexperienced one honestly um, <laughs> yeah so it's like a weaning process uh so it will there will be a, a you know a dramatic rising action in the in the structure of a romance novel however the <laughs> ai is, is never <laughs> structured yeah <laughs> like a romance novel because one of them needs it structured that way. Yeah, like, if you look at the meta, like, there's no tension at all. <laughs> but if you look at the, <laughs> what's, what they're feeling, there's a tension. <laughs> okay. See, 
I think this would actually be a kind of fun dual narrative because if you tell it from the perspective of the person who's been on a lot of dates, this seems like overwrought and kind of funny, but also like it's super easy to them. Yeah. Whereas the person who's new to this is like, oh my god, so it's exactly like it was in all those novels I was reading. It's like, oh are you not putting two and two together here? <laughs> hey. And obviously they're not because they're too caught up in it. Also. They're a huge fan, huge fan. Read a lot of romance novels. Secretly wanted to be in a in a passionate romance, but like you know, with someone who's like a main character instead of some rando on the street. Um, <laughs> Which this person apparently fulfills. And yeah, that's fine. We gotta make them do some main character traits. Uh, I don't know what you would consider main character traits. I mean. Let's not go into the specifics of my main characters. They're unnatural. and Yeah, I know your main characters specifically. Anyways. I was talking about generic main characters. But like, oh, like, well, I consider generic main character traits. I mean, they, you know, they're, they're, they're good looking and they have money and they are athletic. Well, they have and... enough money. Not like a ton. Uh, they so... usually have a ton of money, but they don't use it. <laughs> that's, that's usually what happens. They're, right, okay. They're not like, yeah, they don't spend a lot. They have a bunch of money, but they tastefully spend it. I mean, they're the kind of person who has a lot of money because they don't spend a lot of money. So it just builds up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that really depends on what you consider a lot of money. Okay. Which well. my consideration of what is a lot of money may be different from yours. I mean, in... in romance novels they actually have a lot of money <laughs> but but you, know. you don't get that much money by just not spending it. i mean they also earn a lot of money but they yeah. also don't spend it so then they get more money and then the money grows yeah, interest. that's not how money works okay but we're just gonna move on from let's that. move on they, they, they have a lot of money and you can make that you don't have to specify they, they can afford whatever um <laughs> They vaguely have enough you know, money that they don't need to be concerned um, you know, they'll, about spending rather a lot of it for no reason. They'll have uh, dates where they like play games, activities, sports that, I don't know, shows off one person's athleticism because that's hot. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just a given. Like, you, you have some games that show off one of their athleticism and one of them that shows off the other one's brains. Obviously, that's just how this works. Come on. Very simple. Structural mirroring. There's, like, there are, there, there are times where, like, you know, they're explicitly told to invite each other over to their apartments uh, and have a home-cooked meal or whatever or play board games. Or they're, they're like, literally told, cuddle for 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, can't say no to that. Who doesn't love a good cuddle session? <laughs> and then, and then, they'll be like, oh, that's why you made me order that beanbag chair. <laughs> gonna have to sit on that. Um, right, I was never gonna use that on my own. I was but- like... It's a very large beanbag chair. Uh, <laughs> it was like, oh, oh, I get it. I get it now. Um, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. 
It's like they had to order it a few weeks ago because it had to be shipped in. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, it arrived yesterday. Wow. You even take shipping times into account. <laughs> you even take shipping times into account. That's concerning. <laughs> Everything is so well placed that it is concerning, yeah. Uh, it's just like, hmm, I enjoy what's happening here, and I'm fairly certain that if I didn't, I would be extremely bothered. Yeah. Um, so... So, you know, depending on how meta you want to get, you could just, like, not zoom out this far and just be like, oh, it's, like, just a cute romantic relationship or a romantic novel where, you know, those cute little sweet coincidences happen. But actually, there's an AI. (laughs) (laughs) There's an AI behind the scenes this entire time plotting every single coincidence. All the sweet coincidences are not coincidences. Um, And this is real life, guys. (laughs) Sure, sure. Oh man, and um, uh, do we? What do we want the broad romantic gesture that happens right at the end before they declare they're getting married or something to be? (laughs) Uh, you know, I'm sure the the inexperienced one has some secret dream based on you know the 305th romance novel they ever read. Of course. Uh, where and the AI walks. Walk, the AI who has been giving like super light touch directions to the uh, the experienced one this entire time is all of a sudden suddenly like, here is your three hundred step process. I'm gonna need you to memorize this by two months from now. Yeah, you're you're gonna have to propose exactly like this. And if you don't, the other person will still say yes, but be forever slightly disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> What would be very funny is because it's been super light touched the entire time, it like just says that outright. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, okay. The only steps that actually matter are are these these ones. (laughs) (laughs) And if these aren't done right, they'll still say yes. They might actually say no. No, no, no. no, no. I would say like these five, if you mess them up, they might actually say no. The rest of these like 200 don't actually matter. But they'll be dis- slightly disappointed in you if you fail at them. <laughs> okay. Um, well, how do people use... I mean... Okay, okay. I need... Okay. What are the categories of how people get married? You have the ones where they get married for some rando reason at the beginning. And then fall in love afterwards. So not, not none of those. And then you have I have the, issues with those. Yeah. <laughs> And then you have the reform, the, you know, there's, like, a playboy, and then, uh, you know, someone who's, like, not interested in that. And then, you know, the being hard to get thing starts to chase, and then they fall in love, and then the playboy stops so being a playboy. Anyway, moving on. Uh, there's the, well, the, you know, there's the damsel in distress, and then they just kind of get together, but that, I can't remember any of the proposals, because... You know, it's so obvious. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't think the proposal itself matters that much. Like, I'm, I don't... It usually doesn't. Yeah, like, I don't think I've ever read a romance novel where it was, like, a huge setup for the proposal. 
No, it's a huge setup for like the relationship deepening or whatever that yeah. the proposal follows. Yeah. That's that's what I was trying to get at earlier. Oh. Yeah, I think I misspoke a little bit. No, no, no. But but it's just the series of dates that are progressing the relationship. Yeah, and then like I was talking about like one very specific date at the very end. Oh. Yeah, it's like no. this is the dream that I had and whatever. No, but it's just like or maybe it's just the way I read romance novels, but like I'm, the proposal scenes have never stuck in my head. Look, the the romance novels that I've read mm-hmm. in, include such nonsense as as literally sitting around having a few drinks with friends and like, ah, you know what? Why aren't we married? You want to marry me? Sure. Yes. Okay. And then you move on. That doesn't really count. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's not even, like, special or anything. It was just a night out with friends, and they just decided on it. And it's like, huh. No, I wasn't thinking about this. I don't have a ring. I don't have anything. Let's just do this. Oh, yeah. No, okay. So I was thinking of, like, where did all these relationships in the romance novels go? And then, you know, you got the ones where they're like, you're my mate, so we're already married. So you don't have to get married, but we can have a ceremony if you want. So that's where, like, at least 20% of the stories went in my head. (laughs) Found them. Um, there you go. Um, but but I don't think the it would be a really elaborate elaborate date. It would just be like you gotta buy. A... I didn't say necessarily elaborate. I just said extremely specific. Okay, I think it would be more about the ring. Like it's not a diamond because diamonds are generic and gross. Oh, okay. Um, and it has to be, like, this specific color, shade of rose gold, gold, light gold, white gold, silver, you know, some kind of very specific color with a very specific stone, with a very specific setting, with, with a very specific inscription, and probably, you know, stick a dragon on there, I don't know, some, some random, some random thing. Like the the gems are arranged. Some in bit the of oil. text in yeah. some thematically appropriate language that isn't English. Yeah, and then and then yeah, like the inscri- yeah the inscription is not in English and it translates to some romantic nonsense and some and, absolute nonsense. And then it you know like the algorithm found it in in some kind of you know thirteenth uh like age thirteen sketchbook that it shouldn't have access to because that's not digital but let's not worry about it <laughs> look an ai can hire somebody digitally i mean i mean uh, you know maybe maybe the inexperienced person was so into the process that it like literally just put all of their like like maybe the inexperienced person had journals since they were a kid and actually agreed to mail them somewhere um no questions asked and then they were sent back after you know being scanned (laughs) 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 like send me all your diaries and the person was like okay (laughs) even funnier is if they were in like their cloud storage or whatever just like on their phone and like they just didn't think about it when they signed up for the terms and conditions which allows it to go through all their files yeah uh, but, but, like, the algorithm is smart enough that it's like, okay, well, this is, like, 13-year-olds' drawings. Let's, let's adjust it for their, you know, 
personality change in the interim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's not it's not so exactly close. It's not, it's not exactly what they planned, but it's like somehow better than that. It's and better than that. Just... And and then yeah, exactly. and it's less creepy where it's like did you break into my house and read my 13-year-old diary? Um, <laughs> it's like, no, but the thing that's been getting us together this entire time definitely did. And uh, <laughs> it has decided that, uh, you know, this is what you want. And it's perfect! Yeah, exactly. And then you move on from there. And you ignore literally everything about this relationship that was super creepy. Okay, but I think we skipped the conflict. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind skipping conflict. It's fine. No, no, no. You can come up with conflict. There has to be manufactured conflict so that they can overcome it together and deepen their And bond. it literally is manufactured conflict. It's very manufactured. <laughs> but it feels real. Just like teenage angst. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we could introduce some jealousy. Just be like, on this date, bring somebody who is in your life like it te- well it tells them like bring this person um and they, they can bring just... this one ex you have where there was absolutely no chemistry but like it seems like there would be to a lot of outside observers and then the <laughs> other one is told to bring their cousin <laughs> like this is your cousin <laughs> but you don't look the same because see you know. i yeah i mean jealousy is just not something i get so, so sure. you gotta have a little bit of a and then, and then afterwards... I don't know what that means. That's, it's fine. We'll, we'll just say, I'll, I'll just run this scene. And then afterwards, they have to have a, 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 a debriefing meeting where they're honest with each other about how that felt. And it's cute because they're like, I was jealous, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and the other person's like, oh, it makes me feel reassured that you felt jealous. Because... Uh, <laughs> You know, people are irrational. They don't like... Well, I'm not... Yeah, they people are irrational, but they like, you know, just a little bit of jealousy, but not, like, clingy, you know? You gotta find the, the line. Which is... I'm <laughs> just baffled by the entire construction of jealousy, to be fair. Yeah, you're weird. Okay. But the point is, other people get jealous, uh, and it's probably some kind of mate guarding mechanism that's fear-based uh and you know societal hierarchy based uh, fear yeah I'm, I'm okay let's not go into the psychology of jealousy is hierarchies are for weirdos and nerds and i don't get them what or are you, care. uh aren't aren't you a weirdo and a nerd <laughs> i don't know if i count as a nerd exactly mm, okay Using the classical definitions, like, someone might consider me that. But, like, what's nerdy anymore, anyway? And skipping over that tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Before it gets started. (laughs) Okay. That doesn't really feel like enough of a conflict. Maybe they, instead of a conflict, they have a trial. Where it's like, uh, they have to spend six months apart. Or something. Oh, yeah, because one of their jobs needs them to work overseas or something. Either that or, like, the AI's like, now you have to spend six months apart. <laughs> no, I don't think that it would make it that obvious, because in that case, like, they would, they might, like, reach out to each other and, like, find that out and be like, what the fuck is this nonsense? But if it, like, 
sets up for like their job to move them overseas or is like expecting their job to move overseas temporarily that would absolutely make sense well it depends on what the see like as if they're believing in the process then they would just say actually you know what would be very interesting at least on a personal level would be if the moving overseas thing was not planned at all and they're like, oh my god, this is getting get in the way of our relationship, and it's going to get in the way of everything. And like, there's an AI date that's supposed to go on at this time, and the AIs and the AI, they plug this all into the AI, and the AI like takes a moment and then just spits back, you're fine, go. And it's like, okay, so you're just telling me to like spend six months apart? Yes. What? And like that that tension of like. This thing that is te- is telling me something that I don't believe could possibly be true because like spending that much time apart and all that nonsense and it, and the AI is just like okay so you're gonna have this date and we're gonna modify it a little bit so that you can do it but via you know telecommunication but other than that it's exactly the same. I mean, are you trying to imply that the AI didn't know this work trip was gonna happen? <laughs> yes. I don't. I don't believe. I feel Maybe like... it happened because of a crash of a cargo shipping container or something. I don't know. No, the AI... Well, the AI would still know before they knew that it, it was going to happen. They, it would know before they knew that it might happen. Like, the, the AI would know as soon as the cargo ship crashed. Yeah, which is why it already did the calculations and knew that they'd be fine. Yeah, so, like, it doesn't... They don't have to, like, enter it into the algorithm. The, the AI okay. would just be like, oh, yeah. They, maybe they feel... Maybe they feel better if they enter it into the algorithm and the AI is just like, okay, so now we wait the predetermined amount of time and now we give them the answer that they're looking for. <laughs> I mean, or the AI knew that it was going to happen and it was already ready, but like it would, it, it knew. Maybe it was already ready, but it waited for them to ask yeah. is what I'm saying. Like it felt like they would feel like more bonded if it felt more of a unexpected disaster exactly that they overcame together exactly and maybe or maybe it was like yeah i was planning on making you spend six months apart anyways <laughs> i it would never say that well no, no it wouldn't no way. it wouldn't say that but it was thinking it like you know if the hard cargo ship hadn't crashed something else would have happened exactly <sighs> All right, I think we have a story here. Sort of goes in interesting this would be directions. The best series, like just <laughs> you can pick any two characters and just have the 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 evil, not evil, the diabolical AI go at it and have some fun. I don't know that you can call it evil, but it's not really good either. Or or this could be like a great shared world. Uh, where different authors collab. This could be an anthology. This could be anything. I'm so excited. I'd be okay with writing in this collaborative universe, but I'd just write the xenofiction of the AI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> oh my god. Email us if you want to be part of an anthology that writes stories for this world. <laughs> Actually, that, that would be really fun if we create like a short story anthology of just like this one. And it's like, yeah, so if you get published in this... You get part of the profit. That would be fun. But, like, I don't know if that's, like... We'd have to have enough for it, and it's very difficult. But, you know, if we have enough for it, then absolutely. Nobody's going to email us. Nobody has emailed us. But 
I'm very enthusiastic about Technically, people have emailed us, but it's not really things that we care about. So I replied to the ones that needed to be replied to and then deleted them. Oh, you got <laughs> emails. Wow. Wait, were they from listeners? One of them was. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for emailing whoever you were. Uh, exactly. You know that we got your email because I, I sent a response. Um, <laughs> okay, so if you like this idea... Email us at listeners at unwritenimagining.com, whether this explicit idea or just this world, because I'm very enthusiastic. Um, if you'd like to be on our show, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. Yeah, uh, if you were entertained by all the innuendo that Unis accidentally made after I made the innuendo comment, feel free to not email us, but yes, I found it very funny too. <laughs> oh no, how many more did I do? Oh no. Um, okay. At least four or five. Oh no. Oh no. Guys. <laughs> and anyway, signing out. I hope you uh, see us next week, right? <laughs> okay, bye.